Hello, and welcome to the Giving Voice to Depression podcast. We are your co-hosts, Bridget and Terry. Each week, through intimate, candid conversations with guests, we explore different perspectives on and experiences of depression. We keep it real because the illness is real. We keep it hopeful because there truly is hope in spite of what depression tells you. We are not experts or therapists. We are sisters and best friends who live with depression and have interviewed hundreds of other people who do as well. We've learned that hearing others speak openly and without shame about their experiences makes it easier to believe depression is a common and treatable illness, not a personal failing. You are far from alone. Hello, Bridget. Hi, Terry. There's an article that's making the rounds on social media. It was written by Adam Grant for Science Times, and it's called There's a Name for the Blah You're Feeling. It's called Languishing. Grant defines languishing as a sense of stagnation and emptiness, like you're looking at your life through a foggy windshield. He says it may be the dominant emotion of 2021. Grant writes, quote, in philosophy, we think about mental health on a spectrum from depression to flourishing, flourishing being the peak of well-being when you experience a strong sense of meaning, mastery, and mattering to others. Depression, in his words, is the valley of ill-being when you feel despondent, drained, worthless. Yikes, the valley of ill-being. Mm-hmm. Languishing, according to the article, is the neglected middle child of mental health. When you don't have symptoms of mental illness, but you're not the picture of mental health either, you're not functioning at full capacity. So a couple weeks ago, we did an episode on antidepressants. It was episode 178 called A Convo with a Psychiatrist About Meds. And during the interview with psychiatrist Dr. Jesse Gold... We were talking about how drained we both felt. And mm-hmm. yeah, and this expert on burnout among physicians disclosed that she's burned out. And she has written about that in many places and talked about it on NPR. You can hear her on CBS News, Yahoo News, Newsweek. And we wonder just how many other people, how many of you, might also be feeling burned out and what the difference is between the way that presents and feels and depression. So we asked her. Here again is Dr. Gold, giving her voice to depression. In her own recently published article, Dr. Gold writes that in her psychiatric practice, she's doing more talk therapy sessions than ever, but that it's still not enough. She writes, quote, In a pandemic, issues are less able to be fixed, and certainly not by medication. There is no drug to wipe out compounding stressors like grief, job loss, or racial injustice. She adds that while she knows that, constantly feeling ineffective adds to her own burnout. I'm most curious, For let's start with how you are. How are you? This week, I'm okay. <laughs> you know, I think that I function very much like day-to-day, um, and I don't know that I always did. I think that That's something I've noticed over COVID is I much more have shifted my focus to chunks at a time instead of weeks at a time or months at a time. And definitely used to be a person who would like, you know, have something exciting to look forward to in the future. And that would be how I got through harder weeks and harder months. But 
that has been too much for my brain and that it has been a lot easier to be like, today I have these things to do and get through these things. And that's what this week is like. So you've made your life bite-sized. Yeah. I mean, my life's maybe been a little bit busier um, with some stuff, but I do think it has been more bite-sized. Um, I think it has been a coping mechanism because you can't plan as much. And so you can't have those things to look forward to as easy. And so it has been a little bit more on the like, you know, except the things you cannot change, you know, and, you know, a little bit more on the day-to-day thing because I can control, like, these are the things I have to do for today. And these are the things I can get done today. And then I will do tomorrow, you know? You are educated and, and know the signs of burnout, and yet you're there. So it can happen even to somebody who knows all the warning signs, all the, all the oh, at this point I should be shifting and pivoting and changing and sleeping and resting. And how'd you get there? And, and what are you doing to take care of yourself? You know, I actually didn't even realize I was burned out until my therapist told me I was burned out. I mean, I was just exhausted after work and thought I had something physically wrong with me and was like, I don't understand why I'm so tired and something's wrong with me. And then my therapist was like, you mean you're a frontline worker who hears about frontline workers all day in your work and you're tired? Like, what do you make of that? And I was like, uh, are you trying to tell me I'm burned out? And she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, I was like, I should have known that. Dr. Gold notes it's often easier to notice things in other people than in ourselves. You know, like I am a person who doesn't notice things in myself until it interferes in my life. Gold says these days, knowing that many of the people she cares for in her practice are frontline healthcare workers also leads to thoughts that, she isn't worthy of being burned out. Kind of like the messaging those of us with depression can get about having nice lives or homes or jobs or relationships or whatever, leading to that question, what do I have to be depressed about? As if depression needs a reason. And so I think I was just like, oh, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And it wasn't affecting me. It wasn't affecting me. And then I was just like, it all kind of like built up and I was tired and I was like feeling it in my body. And then I was like, oh, I need a break. It's a good reminder that burnout, like depression, can affect anyone, even a psychiatrist who's an expert in burnout and knows all the evidence-based ways to care for herself, including seeing her own therapist weekly. I do other things that, you know, I sort of like, I have my own coping skills. I'm fine, you know, so you can kind of get by thinking you're doing okay. And like, I was not depressed. I knew what depression would feel like. And so I said, well, again, I'm not depressed. Like, it can't be depression. So like, I'm fine, right? But burnout can take a toll just as much. So if the people listening uh, to this are primarily people with depression, I, I'm having a little trouble differentiating burnout from depression you know where where are those lines how am i supposed to know like oh i better get back in and get on meds or have my meds adjusted since you know i'm talking to a psychiatrist here or um is it just like wow i need some self-care i have pushed myself too far good question so i think about burnout as like a step on the track to depression because it's a risk factor 
because it like doubles your risk for having suicidal thoughts because it's a risk factor for substance use. But burnout is directly associated with the workplace. Um, so that's one thing to think about. So it's like workplace related. Um, it has a lot to do with like emotional exhaustion, like not feeling like you're effective and all of that at work. Um, that's one thing to keep in mind about the difference. Um, I cannot diagnose you with burnout, but you can go see a therapist to talk about burnout because it is something you could learn some skills and coping and probably prevent yourself from going down the depression route. The depression route includes a cluster of symptoms that, while similar in ways to burnout, are distinct. Burnout is not going to have change of appetite, interest, suicidal thoughts, like energy could be there because you could just feel physically exhausted. But after a while, like the sleep changes and the real physical energy changes that would come with depression probably wouldn't be there. Um, You know, hopelessness or guilt would probably not be there. Change of concentration that you have with depression is often like you go to read a page and you're just like, what? Like you just reread it over and over and over and over and over again. Burnout is sort of like you're just like angry at like work or you feel ineffective. It's just like a bit different. Emphasis on a bit maybe, as Gold experienced with her own doctor. I don't think you feel sad really with burnout either. You know, like when I feel burnt out, like when I was talking to my therapist, she's like, what do you think is wrong? And I'm like, I'm not depressed. And she's like, I didn't say you were depressed. And I was like, well, I went to my physical doctor and my physical doctor thinks I'm depressed. And I kept telling her I'm not depressed. And I would tell her if I was depressed. And she's like, I know you would tell me if you were depressed too. And, And I was like, I know I'm not depressed because I'm not sad and I'm not angry, both of which could be like symptoms of depression. I'm not irritable. I'm not sad. Um, And burnout is just this like exhaust, like emotional, like exhaustion, almost like you don't feel much, you know, and I just didn't have, it doesn't feel the same, you know, and I think it's definitely a step on that. If you've felt depressed before, it will feel different to you, I think. But I think if you've not felt depressed before, um, telling the difference will be more like having all those other symptoms associated with it. You're not going to have really have change of appetite with burnout either. Like that's definitely a depression symptom. So that whole like cluster of things that come with depression is just not burnout. The way I've described it to myself, I, I have all the physical symptoms of depression, but none of the mental ones. I'm not going there. Um, you know, going there is kind of in quotes, but the G and the T are both capitalized. Um, you know, I'm I'm not going there. So I know I'm not depressed right now, but wow, do I have all the physical symptoms from just just depleted is really the word it feels like. And it's very different, right? Like when you're sad and you're like, you know, in a cocoon because you're sad and you're just like, nobody, I just don't want anybody. That's depression. But I feel like there's this like, just, I just can't know, like stop calling. And you know that like your friends probably would be helpful because you're like sad and like you've been, you know, you've just been like inside for like however long, but you just can't. You're just like, I don't want their stuff too. Like, no, I just can't. And that's been part of like this whole constellation of stuff for people too, is just like, nope, not their stuff too. I'm good. Like keep that away. And I think it makes relationships kind of interesting. 
<laughs> Interesting is a nice word for it. It is. It's a lack of bandwidth, right? It's like, no, I'm sorry, I can't. I just, just know not. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of mean, you know, like you have people being like, well, why are you picking up your phone? Like you're being, this isn't like you, like you like talking to me on the phone. Like you, or like you like always text back right away. Like what the heck is wrong? Like, especially me, I'm like a very good texture and I'm a planner too. And that's been a couple of my friends have yelled at me about that. Cause like, I won't, haven't planned like going away or anything like, but I just, I was just like, I can't even look past tomorrow. Like, can we just not? And I'll do this in a, in a bit. You know, and they've been like, I don't understand what's wrong. I'm like, nope, we'll get there. I just not today, you know, and I think they've adjusted. And with those words, we'll get there, just not today. We want to remind you and ourselves of the need for patience and grace. I think we have to be nicer to ourselves and be aware that we might just be a little less productive right now. And we might just not get as much done and not say like, I'm a horrible person who's useless and does nothing and try to like check that talk a little bit. You know, Brene Brown says like, talk to yourself like you would talk to a friend. Um, I think that's helpful to say like, hey, like would you ever tell your friend like they, if they didn't do a project, like <laughs> something wrong with them? Like you never talk to someone like that. That's horrible. Gold reminds us, as she says her therapist reminds her, to listen to our bodies. Which is like actually letting it do what it needs to do. So if I need to sleep, not judging myself for needing to sleep, um, not forcing myself to do extra work if I feel like I have to be doing work, but if I'm really tired, just sleep. And it's not something we always think about, but you can pay more attention to like the way our mood is affected by different things in our day and try to shift things to be a little more like you give some, you take some, you add some, you know, you know, so that we're not just like, just like negative, 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 negative. Cause you can have days like that where you're just doing like the things you hate all day and that doesn't help. There are many practices that can help us, whether we're burned out or depressed and what works for someone else may or may not qualify as mental health management or self-care for us. Everyone's journey is different and personal. You know, find things that are relaxing and what you like to do. Don't do other people's coping mechanisms just because they tell you to. I think we do that a lot. You know, people are like, do yoga. People are like, do mindfulness. I hate mindfulness. Like, I've tried it. I can't even count the times this year I tried to do a retreat thing over the weekend. I hated it. I hate everything about it. It's like, I, you know, people love it and it has a ton of evidence, like scientific evidence that it works. And if it works for you, it works for you. You know, I recommend it to patients all the time. Like I would never tell you not to do it if you like it, but it does not work for me. And that's life, right? You have to find things that work for you and not be like, well, I'm bad at coping. So you would say like something nicer than that. So if you start to hear like those kind of things in your head or, you know, try to check that because it's definitely not helping your burnout to then also tell yourself you're horrible. I really like Dr. Gold's notion of sort of bite sizing or chunking life up into smaller bits. I do if for too. no other reason than it lets me cross off more things um, from my to-do list, which brings me sort of a insane amount of joy. <laughs> we should probably avoid the word insane, but a, a, oh, a, a large <laughs> amount of joy. Okay. Yes. 
And and I agree. And I think that it also just makes you feel a little less overwhelmed because when you're looking at that mountain, you know, it can seem like too much. And when you look at, oh, it's the how do you eat an elephant thing, right? One bite at a time. So uh, I like the bite size thing as well. And it allows me to kind of shift into a frame of um, intentionality, if you will. You know, so it's like I'm about to fill in the blank, make this phone call. I'm about to, you know, read this script. I'm about to do this interview. It's something that I'm focusing on that has an end point and all my attention goes to that. It helps me. Good. More mindful. And and even the, you know, I'm going to do the dishes in the sink as opposed to I'm going to clean the kitchen because you can give yourself that little pat on the back having accomplished the individual tasks as opposed to just like, oh, you know, I got the kitchen clean, which I realize isn't a good example for you because you're a cleaner and I'm not. But for me, it's a big deal. So for the next month, and I've got to be real honest here and say, if I wasn't clear that I'm burnt out, I sure am after talking to Dr. Gold. So I think that, you know, we have cranked out an episode every Tuesday all through the pandemic. And the Facebook community has grown from 7,000 something to nearly 10,000. And more people than ever have expressed that they're struggling. And uh, that requires... I mean, we're blessed and, and honored to be able to, to be a support to people, but it requires energy, and, uh, and I don't have any left. I'm just absolutely spent, and I know that you are also tired, and I'm not trying to make it about me. I know everybody is, but to that end, for the rest of June, we'll be digging into our archives, pulling out some of our favorite episodes, actually, with really good and, and useful information, especially as we pivot now and are able to reach out to and check in on each other in a more personal way than Zoom or whatever has been required during this pandemic. So it's not that we're going away. We're just not recording new episodes until July. Yep. And for me, at least, one of the biggest parts of self-care isn't to add to my to-do list of all these things that I have to do, even if they're good for me. It's to have nothing, you know, to open up my calendar and see I have a block of Mm. nothing for two, I'm going to say hours, but I guess ideally days. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ideally. But we do want to stay connected. So please remember that on our website, givingvoicetodepression.com, there's a record widget. It's a little red microphone in the upper left corner. And you can leave us a message, a reaction to this or any other episode, any ideas for future episodes, which would be very helpful for us, Mm -hmm. or any feedback that you have um, about the podcast in general or our Facebook community. And we truly would love to hear from you. That's one of the elements that helps to feed us and fuel us. And let us know what is most helpful to you so that we can uh, focus our efforts. We also just want to tease this a little bit. When we come back, uh, the first episode in July, we will be making an announcement that uh, we have found funding, that we will be doing a partnership that will allow us to continue (laughs) our daily social media posts, our Facebook community, and the production of this podcast through the end of the year. So we are ever grateful for that. And thank you, Dr. Gold, for your insights and your time and your honesty. Mm -hmm. And one last note, we will be linking to Dr. Gold's article as well as the one on languishing. So you can read both if you'd like, the ones that we referenced earlier. We truly hope that our podcast brings a little more understanding, helps you better articulate your experience of depression, or better understand how to support someone else's. 
We invite you to join us for daily posts on the Giving Voice to Depression Facebook page and on Twitter and Instagram at Voice Depression. It is a comfort to be among fellow travelers on Depression's Dark Road. And remember, if you're struggling, speak up. If someone else is, listen up.